1: welcome back to navigating your retirement with your host travis chance from cfg wealth management folks if you have any questions comments concerns give us a call here at 877-269-0839 that's 877-269-0839 or you can visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com go to our contact section send us an email and we'll be happy to answer that on the show and remember the only bad question is the
0: one you don't ask.
1: Joining us this morning, as usual, he's here. He's a little colder <laughs> than normal. Tony Shore. Tony, what's happening? Yeah.
0: Wow. Yeah, I am cold today. I'm up in Minnesota, and uh, we've had about twelve inches of snow overnight here. So um, I'm buried. I, I'm. Uh, I am so glad that
1: my trip was earlier, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't have to. Go, I didn't have to go in this. Well, Ooh. you
0: wouldn't have made it. I think they've uh, canceled most flights in and out of here right now. So. Um, oh, I, I hope nobody's it. flying to Minnesota or through Minneapolis, St. Paul today because they're probably not going anywhere. Well, other than that, I've been great. You know, it's been, uh, I am excited for the new year, Travis, because, uh, I really think that, uh, this is going to be a good one. I'm having a positive attitude. How about that?
1: Well, I'm having a positive attitude because I feel like I don't know if if you like I watched the uh playoff game uh with Georgia yes. and Ohio, and Ohio State. State and watched the the literally the ball drop as the ball dropped uh but oh my goodness that was uh that was that was you know that was one heck of a way to start the new year yeah. Tony. so yes heck yeah i'm yeah. positive yeah i um, couldn't believe
0: it it looked like wow ohio state at the you know uh, might pull this thing off with a minute or so left and then and then georgia came back here comes those yep, dogs. the dogs did it that was a close game that was an exciting <laughs> game but uh, georgia yeah definitely my voice is still not yeah, recovered that's that was a good uh
1: one. yeah yeah, I was. <clears throat> yes, I was. I was hanging from the rafters, not literally, but uh, I was. I was definitely just beside myself going into the fourth <laughs> quarter because I'm be. sitting there going, "You are kidding me right now!" Like we are literally one quarter away from from being knocked out of the the repeat, and then all of a sudden, Boom. here comes Stetson, and uh, yep. here we go. Yep, so, you did it. So, yeah, so that was one heck of a way to celebrate New Year's. It was a we, great game. We had... Had uh, had some some cold weather. You and I took some some recording time yep. off, and I was telling you that uh, it was it's kind of odd. I was in shorts and a short sleeve shirt on New Year's, and the previous week I was bundled up like I was in Minnesota. <laughs> uh, it was a seventy degree swing. It was crazy. Yeah. Um. So so yes, we have we have had our Georgia our typical Georgia weather. Uh, if you want the weather to change in Georgia, just wait twenty right. minutes. It will. And and uh yeah it's it's been pretty been pretty crazy that but, is crazy but but this morning uh well before i get started and and this is this obvious dishonestly just came to mind but it, it kind of correlates <clears throat> have you seen the show uh George and Tammy on Showtime i have not i've heard about it george yep. jones and tammy Wynette, uh their their love yeah. story on showtime And it's got Jessica Chastain, and I keep forgetting the actor that plays George Jones. I keep forgetting his name, but it's actually been pretty good. I'll have to watch that. I I haven't seen it. Yes. And and no no pun intended. It was just it was just odd because uh, you know this week we got a question about uh, about divorce and that's one of the big topics that George and Tammy used to sing about. And uh, I don't know why it made me think of it. It was just it was just one of those things we haven't talked in a while. But um, you know, unfortunately, as in life, uh, things happen. Uh, now, I think the statistic for divorce is about what, one in two? Yeah, uh, about 50%, it's almost 50%. Yeah and and guys ladies and gentlemen that doesn't just correlate to to younger uh generations that also correlates to our yes. demographic and our group uh, which is retirees and uh believe it or not and like i said this was this was not meant to be correlated but it is um i had a question this week about divorce so i don't know that we've ever done a show on it no, I so don't think I'm so. I'm going to read. Yeah, I'm going to read the question, and then I'm going to break down some things that I think are important when it comes to to this type of planning. Because you know, life uh, life happens. We have to be prepared, and uh, sometimes it throws us curveballs, and we have to be able to swing whether we whether we get one right down the plate or not. We have to be able to to, to power through it. So, um, Tony, the question from the audience this week is. It's uh, from a from a young lady. She says, "I'm already retired. My husband is retiring this year. He shocked me a few months back when he told me he wanted a divorce. Oh. What do I do?" Well, first of all, I am so sorry that uh, that is terrible. I uh, really, my heart goes out to you. I know you know. Especially, it's never easy. Uh, you know but but being this far along this close to retirement and having that happen uh, it's it's definitely a blow and uh, the first thing I would tell you is don't panic Right. Right. I mean, I know that's difficult. I know. I know it's probably easier said than done, but the first 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 thing we don't want to do is we don't want to panic and make decisions. um, You know, make decisions without thinking through our options, because you know a lot of times what will happen is. the, the one who asked for the divorce may, may want to go ahead and be like, hey, let's go and get this done. Let's go and get this done. And a lot of times what happens is <clears throat> you don't maybe you don't think through some of the repercussions of some of the decisions. And when you do that, once you go ahead and sign the paperwork and it's done, it's done. And very little, very few times, very little opportunity to go back and say, hey, I should have done, I should have renegotiated this. I should have, should have done this a little bit better. And the first thing I would suggest uh, to you is this. Don't panic and go do an inventory of your assets. I know it's, if you're not the one, uh, and a lot of times there's, you know, either the husband or the wife or one spouse or the other, Most of the time, one will be the one who takes care of the financial assets, you know, kind of makes the financial decisions. You know, that might be the husband or the wife. The wife may be the one who pays the day to day bills. Right. I mean, split the split the the workload. But it's important to know what your inventory of your assets are, because I mean, let's face it. You guys were probably planning on producing an income and timing your social security. Hopefully, um, you know social security. That's pretty much set in stone. It is what it is. Even if you're divorced, uh, you can still you know still qualify and still still draw off of the higher earning spouse. There are ways to continue that process, but. You know, doing an inventory of your assets uh, is gonna be key and crucial. And why is that? It's because you need to know what format they're in, right? Because if they're qualified assets, which, you know, let's face it, a lot of retirees, what do they have? They have 401Ks, they have IRAs, they have Roths. Um, These assets need to be handled with kit gloves. Why? It's because you don't wanna take a distribution because let's say this. You guys, uh, you guys are still married right now. You get a divorce. If all of a sudden you decided, hey, let's just take a distribution, I'll take half, you take half. Well, guess what? You you guys together are going to pay a tremendous tax burden in that year. The most, the most logical way and and usually the most or least painful, uh, I wouldn't say painless, but least painful is you could do a quadro, uh, qualified divorce relief option. If you have a 401k, uh, you and your spouse, you could, to make the assets even, you could, if you have IRAs, you could have the judge issue a divorce decree, which basically grants the same relief, um, I mean, there are ways to split those assets without triggering taxes, mm. without triggering penalties, without without adding to the compounding of the you know the the issues that you're sounds going like, through right Sounds now, if like I mean.
0: if you're uh, going to go through that process, you definitely want to be working with a financial services professional because of these strategies that could save you a lot of uh, money, time, and headache. Right?
1: Well, think about it like this um if you're if you're not the one who is who is working with the assets right. um you would have to become an expert overnight and a lot of times that's not possible so the reason that it probably would benefit someone to work with someone who's a professional is because they can they can use uh, what I consider, you know, once again, it's uh, the three greatest letters in the alphabet, Tony. What What is that? OPM, other people's mistakes. Learn those who have already seen the mistakes happen can usually guide you around the minefield. So that's the reason why if if you're not sure of what to do, if you are not sure how you're going to make it work, that's the reason you need to contact a professional who actually can help walk you through that. So yes, you you are 100% correct on that
0: yeah yeah I think I think that's huge obviously you don't have to go it alone and uh, it you know you probably need more than just a divorce attorney because they're not gonna look at the overall financial picture like a financial planner would
1: well uh, I'll be quite honest and and unfortunately it's part of our business most financial attorneys turn to or a lot of the ones that we've we've been in contact with they turn to us to say hey can you figure out how to make this split uh, viable for both? You know how. What are the assets? Because you know, here's another thing, Tony. You have to think about what happens if one spouse has a pension, right? Uh, you have to assess your income sources because you know a lot of times pensions, they once you elect them, they're they're irrevocable. You can't go back. So once it's set in stone. You know you have to you have to think about it is there a way for the divorce decree to have part of the pension split if it is great if it's not then you may have to say okay how much how much assets is it going to take to buy the income the half that you would have been receiving, right? So let's say you're getting, and I'm just throwing an sure. arbitrary number just cause it's it's early and uh, well, early yeah. for us. And I, <laughs> yeah, I, I know there, I know I told you there'd be no math, so I'm gonna okay. keep it simple. So let's say you have a, someone who has a thousand dollar a month yep. pension. Well, $500 yep. a month, that's gross what they should, that's their part, right? Thousand divided by two, 500. So you need to be able to back that number in and say, okay, in order for me to buy the same income, it's gonna take X, right? Based on life expectancy, based on a number of factors, what's it gonna take? So if you can't split it, you gotta buy it. And if you can split it, great. But you need to be able to you need to be able to have an, a backup just in case, because here, there again, a lot of times what'll happen is people will get uh, far enough down the rabbit hole they get aggravated they get uh, overwhelmed they get uh, they get frustrated then all of a sudden they're like you know what just keep the pension I don't even care well500 dollars a month thousand dollars a month may not sound like a lot of money but over over an extended period of time and over a lifetime I mean that could be you know hundred. $200,000 in income. <clears throat> so these are things that you really need to, you really need to take into consideration. So um, assess your income, assess your assets, but also assess your income. What is it gonna take for you to live comfortably? And the reason that I tell you to to do those two is because it leads me to the, probably the least thought about two, which is living arrangements. Uh, yeah. You know, once you split your assets, Tony, right now, it's a great time if, uh, in some areas, it's a great time if you sell your home. It's a terrible time to try to buy a home yeah. because, you know, think about it. Prices are still elevated. And people are not wanting to come down on their prices. Right. Interest rates are double what they were a year ago. Um, you know, when you start thinking about going from a 3% 30-year to a 6 your your amount of house you can afford goes down pretty dramatically. So you know what are some of what are some of the things that you're going to need? Where are you going to locate to? You know, do you have children in other parts of the country? Are you going to want to go there? Are you going to want to stay in your group of friends and your your area? I mean, all these things really need to be taken into consideration. So first thing I would definitely recommend is this: yeah. if you guys are selling your home, you're not uh, neither one of you are going to stay there. I would really encourage you, probably rent for at least twelve months. But if, if things change, if your life, uh, your direction changes and you say, you know what, I think I want to stay here 12 months from now, you, 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 you've been visiting your kids across country and you're like, you know what, I don't want to get on a plane anymore. I just want to walk out my front door and go right. see them. Well, then if you buy a home, what happens if you can't sell that home? Yeah. Uh, you know, you're at all time highs. Yeah. Let's let's use some common yeah. sense here. When prices went up, what were going on with interest rates? They were going down. Now that interest rates are going up, what are probably going to happen to prices? You buy a house now, maybe you maybe you're underwater. Yeah, your a monthly year. payments are going to be a lot years. higher
0: for that same house. Yeah, there's
1: yeah. A, yeah, there's a lot of things you need to think about. Plus, you know, what uh, what if you 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 say, hey, you know, I I want to stick with the same size house that I was in. Well. Um, that may be something you might want to also take some time to think about because you're still going to have to. You're going to have upkeep. You may have lawn care, maintenance, taxes. Uh, you know, light bill, utilities, all those things. The bigger the house, the bigger the bills. So, will your will your lifestyle that is now afforded by the the assets that you guys split in the income? going to be able to support that maybe it will maybe yeah. it won't but that's something you need to think well, about people's house, and then,
0: homes are their typically the biggest asset that you're going to be dealing with
1: uh, home and the 401k no no question i agree with that 100. Yeah,
0: percent. exactly and so uh it, it, it's also your biggest liability sometimes in a divorce because <laughs> you gotta split it and then you have to find a place to live so i think that's a great point right. you made
1: well, the last, uh, and I'll, I'll just sum it up with this. The last thing is this, and this is something that is very rarely discussed because it's just assumed that it's going to happen, is taxes. Um, the year you get a divorce, let's say you're married January 1st, you get a divorce April 1st, you're essentially going to file that last year as married filing joint. The final year, you're going to file as a single and what happens to your taxes? Tony, what happens to your taxes? What happens what happens the year following the death of a spouse or the divorce your taxes of a spouse? Go up. Taxes go up. So, you know, some of that <clears throat> with inflation going up and some of that discretionary income disappearing through taxes, it, it's really important, guys. Uh, so, Thank you so much for submitting that question. Hopefully that gave you some good information, but what I would suggest to you is this. You really need to sit down with someone who can help map out the path and, you know, I would love it if that were us, but if it's not, you need to you need to get someone who can help think through some of these uh, these pitfalls, these landmines, help guide you around them because this is a very difficult time. It does not need to be compounded by making mistakes that could be easily avoided if you just knew the lay of the land. So um, hopefully that answers your question. And uh, if you'd like to give us a call and schedule an appointment, please do uh, give us a call at 877-269-0839. That's eight seven seven two
0: six nine right. Well, and I know you had one other topic you want to talk about today, Travis.
1: I do have one, and it's 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 a little bit of a shift of gears, um, and and I'm going to make this kind of quick. It's from a it's from a a listener who what I would consider, you know, has paralysis by analysis. Okay, okay? Uh, it sounds like they're a little over analytical, but uh, I'll give you I'll give you the cliff notes because it's kind of a long question, but I know we're running short on time. They've essentially got a pension, social security, bring in about 10K a month. Uh, they were convinced about seven, eight years ago to put 100% of their 401K into a variable annuity. Ouch. Oh. Uh, says, I've never fully understood it, but it looks like the income number keeps growing, even though my account value hasn't really grown much. Uh, I've consulted other advisors. They've told me that I need to move on from this product, but I just can't seem to move. What should I do? Well, the first thing is I 100 percent agree with the past advisors. You need to move on from that product because here's here's some of the things you need to think about. Number one, why are you using it? Uh, if you're using it because you want to guarantee income, well, from what you told me, your income's ten thousand dollars a month. Unless your in unless your your goal is fifteen or twenty thousand dollars a month, you're probably you're probably in too much in that variable annuity, because you don't have any liquidity. If you take from the, the variable annuity, and I know there are those that sell them are gonna, gonna go, oh my God, he's telling no, that's not true. Yes, it is true. Because if you take from variable annuity, once you start the income stream, every time you take 5%, 10%, guess what happens to the income stream the following year? It goes down by the 5% or the 10%. It's pro rata once the income mm. starts. So. You have no liquidity. If you have an emergency, you're not going to have any backup. And the reason that your income is, your income account value is going up is because you've been paying. Rider costs, fees, and expenses. Uh, I've seen them as, as low as two and a half. I've seen them as high as almost four. Um, the reason you're probably not seeing a lot of growth is because if if you're, let's say, in the middle of the road advisor, you should have averaged, say, five or six, but you're paying three and a half in fees, means your account's only growing by two, two and a half percent. You kind of get where I'm going with that. The 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 bulk of your growth is being eaten up by costs and expenses. I'm not saying costs and expenses are bad, but you need to know what yeah. you're paying for. Making an error and having someone talk you into something first the first red flag should have been. If there are any of you guys that are out there in this situation, listen hard to what I'm about to say. You, I don't care what financial product it is, whether it's individual equities, ETFs, mutual funds, variable annuities, fixed annuities, fixed index annuities, I don't care. You don't let anyone tell you to put a 100% of your 401k or your IRA into one of these assets. That is not a good idea you need to have some planning folks you need to be able to say okay if i need liquidity this is where it's going to come from if i want long term growth this is where that's going to be if i want some income guarantees this is what's uh, this is what's appropriate for this use you you don't put all your eggs in one basket and you don't put all your assets in one financial tool one financial vehicle so for for you listener, I would say thank you. One first first and foremost, thank you for listening. But secondly, don't don't be afraid. Uh, I know it's and and Tony. Here's the other thing I think makes people stay where they are and give them paralysis by analysis. It's because they feel like okay, well, the last guy that I talked to that told me to do this said he was a financial advisor or he was this and he was that. And if that guy did it, then this guy's probably going to do the same thing. So I I guess I just go with the devil I know versus the devil I don't. No, no, folks, you should be able to identify when someone's shooting you a line. Yeah. BS, And one of the lines that this guy said in here, and I'm assuming it's a gentleman because his, his email led me to believe that um, it says that that it was it was something that he still didn't fully understand and doesn't still fully understand after seven years. Folks, if you if you're in something for more, if you can't explain it, then you shouldn't be in it. And that's something that I think Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, Clark Howard, whoever, they would all agree with. If you can't explain it, you shouldn't be in it. So folks, don't get stuck. Make sure you can actually, you can actually identify what's the benefit to you. There is gonna be a benefit to everyone involved. Make sure that's reasonable and make a good decision. And that's what I would encourage you, this person to do is consult a professional, find one you can trust. And, and get going in the right direction because if you're still above ground, you still got time to make a, a good decision. Give us a call 877-269-0839. Let us help you get in the right, uh, right path for the new year. That's 877-269-0839 or visit us on the web at chancefinancialgroup.com. All
0: right, and that does it for today's episode of Navigating Your Retirement with our host, Travis Chance. Thank you for listening to Navigating Your Retirement Radio with Travis Chance. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Travis at CFG Wealth Management. Call 877-269-0839 or visit them online at navigatingretirementradio.com.